0: Second Timothy 3, 5 says that in the last days we will face an epidemic of those having a form of godliness but denying the power of God. Jude 18 and 19 says in the last days there will be an increase of those who are devoid of the Spirit. All right, let's have a moment. Thank you God for speaking to our heart today, right? You know, God I believe is restoring in my life, and our life, in this church. And I believe in the body of Christ at large, a greater sense and a renewal of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I wouldn't want to do anything. No, when I think about my, my wife, I would never purposely do anything to ever hurt her heart anytime. And the same is with God, that much more. You're listening to the Harvest Church Podcast. Here at Harvest, we love God, love people, and live with purpose. Our services are on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's listen in to a message by Pastor Joe Coyne. So I'm talking about living lifestyle of honor all year long. Our main scripture for that is Malachi 1 and verse 6. God's speaking here and he says, Isn't it it true that a son honors his father and a worker, his master or supervisor? If, If I'm your father, where's my honor? When we honor somebody, uh, an evidence that we are honoring somebody of authority, we honor them by viewing everything in light of their word. Now, now again, God is perfect. Uh, we as leaders, as parents, fathers, mothers, um, you know, you, you should listen to things that are in alignment with the word of God and go with the word, Right? And um, so, I, I also want to let you know, and uh, speaking a little bit to you, youth here this morning that went to youth camp, and this is a good word for all of us, but honoring God is to view His Word <clears throat> as our instruction manual. And, and um, our opinion, one of the things that, uh, you know, we, we've, we're experiencing the presence of God, then we get, get back out there with our family and our world and our career and all this kind of thing. And maybe all of a sudden the feelings have left when you leave these doors. That's why we have to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Not by the five physical senses. Walk by faith, faith and not by sight. And, and that's going to include, yeah, I might not always feel like something going on, but I know it is. Why? Well, God's Word says so. And the Holy Spirit within me bears witness as so. So honoring God would would go ahead and submit your opinions to His Word and go with His Word in that matter, whatever it says. Honoring God would be to uh, rather than go with your feelings, you're going to go with God's Word and the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, no matter how you feel. Listen, you saying what the Word says when you feel it the least is a higher expression of faith than when you're caught up in praise and worship and all fired up right so guess what we're going to submit our opinions to God we're going to submit our feelings to God we're going to submit our emotions to God and uh, we're going to submit and bring captive every thought that would be you know bring every thought into obedience to the word of God make sure these thoughts are in alignment is anybody being helped this morning this is life we have to hear words like this every day If you leave church and you don't feel God's presence, you're normal. Well, that's great news this morning, right? You know, and and really sometimes even your feelings are, are, sometimes they can be cues as the something in your body that needs to be taken care of. So don't just, you know, overlook maybe a symptom or something like that. And certainly we put God's word above that, but we also believe in doctors, our emotions, even though that, you know, we, we don't go by the dictates of our emotion, if, you know, or, or the thoughts in our mind. If there's something going on with our soul, it's good to go to counseling. Amen. Christian counseling that know that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Acts 17, 11 says, but the Berean Jews were more honorable than those in Thessalonica. This is evidence because they, they were eager to accept the word. They were eager. Did anybody come with some expectation, some eagerness to morning, Our expectation is God's invitation to do something in my mind and my heart and in this environment. So we've been working on this and, and they examine the scripture every day. So you examine, your, you examine your opinions based upon what God's Word says. You examine your feelings based upon God's, what God's Word said. You examine your emotions based upon what God said. You examine your thoughts based upon what God has said. You're going to have to do that every day for the rest of your life. And when our youth realize that those thoughts coming out of their mind that's contrary to the Word of God is not originating from them, that'll make us all feel good. We talked about in taking God at His Word, Jesus said, you must be born again. We we talked about that. And I, I actually am some, switching something up today because I've been going under the title that you must wait for the promise of the Father. And and really, that's talking about the the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to switch back to Jesus said, it's more profitable that I go away because... It's more profitable that I go away because when the Holy Spirit, when the when you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit on the inside of your spirit. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit, and and, and you you your new born again spirit is yeah. The Holy Spirit does indwell us, but there's a second act of grace we're going to talk about after we can get through this. That 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 it, um. That not only the, the Holy Spirit will be on the inside of us as His house, as His temple, but then He'll come upon us to fulfill the purpose of God on our life. it will give us that power, and, and, and thank God for all the youth that, that maybe they went not filled with the Holy Spirit, they came back filled with the Holy Spirit, and listen, you need to keep them connected to kids filled with the Holy Spirit. Walking by faith and not by sight is normal in our, care, in, in our company. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is normal. Following God is normal. Remaining pure is normal. And all these things, we, yeah, we've, we've missed it, I'm sure. But God, I thank God. All the songs today just really brought in what I'm talking about today. God never leaves us just because we stumped our toe. John 16, 7 says, Jesus said, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it's profitable. Today we're talking about it's more profitable, Jesus said, that I go away because it's profitable, it's good, it's expedient, it's advantageous for you that I go away because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. Talking about the Holy Spirit, we know this. If he didn't go away, the Holy Spirit wouldn't be able to come, and then when he came he was going to come dwell inside your spirit, and, and, and he wants to come in a close fellowship with you. And but if I go away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. Boy, I just wish I lived in the day people say that Jesus was here physically on this earth that you know as much as that would have been nice i 'd like to visit I would have liked to have visited that time. I think when we go to heaven, I hope that they 're going to have the best recall on what actually happened we 're going to be watching some movies in heaven. I really want to see stuff you know through through um, you know video or I don't know how in the world heaven's going to communicate to us, but I look forward to seeing the splitting of the sea. I want to see some ocean being jello, standing up, almost said something, but if you go to the beach, don't go in the water. There was a video of somebody that, that uh, anyway, yeah, I'm probably not going to say that. Go in the water if you want to. Um, I'm staying under the umbrella. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not yielded to fear, but I thank God I respect creatures. <laughs> okay. Jesus, as a person... When he was here on this earth, could be only in one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit comes out of the Holy of Holies when Jesus said it is finished. And the the temple, uh, the curtain ripped from top to bottom. So now the presence of God was not just existing in one spot. Everybody used to have to go to that spot every year. But when he came out, Jesus paid the price for us to become a whole new creation the Holy Spirit came out of that one spot, and He comes to live inside us, His, his new creation. Born-again Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us, and every single day and corporately as we worship Now, God's Word says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, and this is what we're we're awakening. You know, it's really been hard for me to make progress on the topic of the Holy Spirit because so much is coming to me. So I'm just going to feed you what I'm getting fed myself, reminded myself, and yielded to Him more. And and I think we need to be talking about the Holy Spirit more as we continue to face, uh, you know, darker days but the Holy Spirit's on the inside of us. And the Word says, do you not discern? Do you not realize? Do you not understand? Do you you really get it that the whole church at Corinth are God's temple and His sanctuary? Do you get that? Now let me talk to you a little bit about the temple because the temple in the Old Testament was the earthly dwelling place of God that people had to travel to in order to go before His presence because it was in one spot. So in a sense, listen to me now, in a sense, they were God's guests that they visited his home, which was a physical place back then, Exodus 29, 46, talks about how the tabernacle was constructed according to God's specific, specific plans when they, when they are wandering in the wilderness. They had that tabernacle for about a thousand years. And, and, you know, David was dancing so hard and so, so vigorously because the presence of God that had left, that the Ark of the Covenant had left uh, their, their immediate area, and it was being brought home, and he, couldn't, he just couldn't get over himself because he was praising God. It means a whole lot if God's amongst us, if God is with us, if God is for us, and, and God is awesome, and He's our God. Back then he was only in one spot. After the, after the exodus, um, after the, the day of the tabernacle, then, then they built Solomon's temple was an actual beautiful edifice where now the presence of God was in a physical location not to be moved around and you had to go to the temple to worship God and, and, and uh, visit him. That's a pretty amazing way to think about it, right? If he's in one spot and I've been ordered to come before his presence at particular times of the year, I had to go and make a pilgrimage to go see God and worship Him in that temple constructed to contain His presence. But a new day had come <laughs> where, where Paul, the apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, was telling the church at Corinth that God no longer lives in the Holy of Holies box where they carried it around specifically with specific assignments and directions. There was only certain people that could carry the, uh, co- uh, the Ark of the Covenant, and, and if, if, they, if they approach it the wrong way, they, they, they drop dead. And, and, and the Old Testament, you know, although I want to view some videos when I get in heaven, uh, that was a day that God's people were not born again. It was almost like God had to lead them by the hand through a leader, apostle, prophet, um, king. Not apostle. King and priests were the only representative of God. I'm saying that right, right? Kings and the priests. Anybody else I'm missing? Huh? The judges too. All right. But the main thing was that God's presence came upon the leadership only, that they would speak on behalf of God. But a new day has come. A new day has come. Paul the apostle again said, by the Spirit of God, told the church at Corinth that they are now his temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16 goes on to read, well, let me read it again. Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, that includes you. That includes me. The whole church at Greensboro. Harvest Church is included. We are God's temple, His sanctuary. And that God's Spirit has His Thank you. God, remember now, it, we're, we're, we're transitioning from visiting God to now God coming and taking up resident in our spirit. Amen. And it's almost like our spirit is the holy of holies, you know, <laughs> that God's presence on the inside of us, but not just me. That's why Jesus was so excited to get back to heaven, because, man, if I don't go, I, I'm just in one place, one time, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit back. He's going to reside in every single one of you. And you're not going to visit God anymore, but He's going to become your temple. He, you're you're going to become His temple. He exists permanently inspi- inside your spirit. I want you to see that. Whether it's a good season, whether it's a bad season, thank God, the greater one lives only inside of us. And He's not just visiting. Apostle Paul goes on saying and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you. God's spirit has a permanent dwelling in you. Now, I know the, I know the word says that we are, you know, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but it's in the sense that God's spirit dwells within our spirit that's housed in a body. Your eternal spirit receives the internal Holy Spirit, and he eternally dwells with us on the inside of our spirit. So God's not like a guest anymore. Come on. You know, He comes to live on the inside of us. He says, I want to, I'm coming to dwell in you. When you receive the Lord as your personal Savior, that's when He comes on the inside of you. I don't care if you feel it or not, or it makes sense to you or not, He's in there. He's on the inside of your spirit. And today He's amongst us corporately. He said, I, I'm going to dwell in you permanently. I'm going to be at home in you. I'm going to be collectively at home and you individually, collectively as a church and also individually. God is not like a guest anymore. I, the, one of the reasons why I know my wife the best because we live in the same house. We converse all the time. We fellowship with each other all the time. Never forget this. Maybe knowing that God on the inside of you shouldn't go to some of those people, places, and things that we've exposed him to sometimes. God's not like a guest anymore, nope, nope, who comes and goes in only one place. But when a person repents and comes to Christ, God's Spirit moves in. How, how long? What does the scripture say? Permanently. Thank God. Uh, Tarsha was singing a song that even though, you know, we've fallen short, he doesn't leave us. He doesn't, he doesn't fail us. He encourages us. He comforts us. He never condemns us when we miss it. But he does convict us to get it right. And if you're going around now that you're saved and you're learning some things and you're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you go back, to your, go back to your family and you start condemning them, you have left the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you really, uh, you know, if you really are, are, are walking with God that way, you are a light. You are a beacon. You are a uh, what am I talking about? Lighthouse amongst where you used to not be. And you can tell when the lights on some, in somebody's life. No, ask about it. Then you can just give your simple story and not act like an authority. Just be real. Be authentic. So, you know, we do so much to make guests feel welcome, at least we should, in our homes and our churches. You know, I, I know that we we keep a clean house here at Harvest Church because we want to be the best steward we possibly can. But you know, when the Hagans are just about ready to come to us in a living faith crusade, we 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 paint walls. Guests are coming that are very important to us. We know we paint walls, we, you know, we do things on the outside, we make sure our landscaping's right, we make sure all the stuff in the house, wherever we go, and most importantly, our our leaders and our helpers that we are serving God in the spirit of excellence and in the the spirit of uh, authenticity, and we really care about the people coming. How much more? important is that we build our lives in such a way that lets God know how thankful we are that His Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of my spirit. It makes a difference how I think. It makes a difference how I live. It makes a difference where I go, what I do, who I'm amongst. Are we praising God? You know, life is, you know, praise and worship Is just not here on the stage every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, but we worship God with our life yielded to His Word and following His Holy Spirit. So God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, wants to come into close fellowship with you in His house. You know, again, this brings a revelation of our whole prayer life. Sometimes we get so loud because we think God's not listening. He's in your house. I do so much more fellowshiping with God when no one knows I am because I know the greater one lives on the inside of me. Holy Spirit, I appreciate you. You're my teacher. Help me. I yield to your comfort. Right in the middle of of ungodliness, sometimes we got to go into a world that's just ungodly. I'm not saying I'm going to a bad place, but sometimes, you know, bad's everywhere, (laughs) you know. But I know I'm a carrier of God's presence, and things have a potential to change wherever I go. But let the change be in us first as we go about our way. Yeah, I'm going to stay on the topic of the Holy Spirit because... I just feel a hunger for it. I, I know how critical it was. Second to the Word of God, realizing that I became the temple of the Holy Spirit when I got saved, the greatest truth that helped me forever be free and maintain freedom and get through tough spots is being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we're gonna talk about in a, in a little bit, in a week or two, Because that's the promise that Jesus said, don't you leave this place until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you can't handle life and ministry without His presence and power coming up on you. Excuse me for pointing. Let me give you just some sobering stuff this morning. Talking about the current state of the world and even of the body of Christ. When we refer back to William Booth, who's the founder of the Salvation Army, and he made some sobering statements 100, over 100 years ago. As the 20th century began, Booth was asked by someone that he saw as the greatest dangers for the next 100 years. See if it's familiar to us. He said, the next 100 years, you're going to have politics without God. You know, our whole nation was founded on, in God we trust. He saw a day when civil government in the Western world would no longer have the fear of God. Wow. Does God need us as salt and light? Ever would we go? Does God need us to, to together corporately, uh, raise up the standard of a good conscience for our community or wherever we go? Second Chronicles, we know the scripture 7, 14, and 15. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, humble themselves before God, humble themselves before the word of God, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, and then I'll forgive your sin, and then I'll heal your land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and my ears will attend unto the prayer that is made in that place. I want us all to have a prayer moment. Stand up with me. Father, we stand up with me. Come on, let's just do something a little bit different today. Let's pray for all that be in authority. Stop complaining about all that being authority. But Father, we pray and we cover our community. We cover our state. We cover our region. We cover the nation of the United States of America. We cover the nation of the world. Father, we pray over vice, we pray over President Biden and Vice President Harris and all the executive legislative, judicial branches. God, we're asking you. We tear off blinders. Father, give them wisdom. I pray for an awakening to to follow your will and your plans for the United States of America. And Father, your will and your plans for the domestic policy and foreign policy and all the different health care and everything that we're dealing with. Break up the fallow ground in these leaders. We tear off blinders. Send perfect labor. To continually give them the truth and opportunity to receive the Lord. But also, Father, I'm asking you, send perfect labors to become a leader in the government and infiltrate every area of government, both locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, Father. Oh God, draw them. Father, draw them by your Spirit to Jesus. Oh, we expect it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. So he saw in the next 100 years politics without God. Next he saw heaven without hell. Ephesians 5, 6, let, let no one deceive you with empty words. Words not in alignment with the word of God are empty words. They won't do you any good. I mean if what's being spoken of is contrary to the word of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. He said, you know... uh, uh, Mr. Booth said, we need desperately men and women of the cross and of the word of God who still call themselves preachers of the gospel and will be bold enough to say there is a heaven again. There is a hell to shine. And we're going to thank God because we're going to look that you, you can do things that you don't necessarily feel like doing because the Holy Spirit's coming upon you to empower you. Number three, he was concerned about salvation without Repentance. How many do you see in Hollywood? And I don't have to just pick on Hollywood that everybody's a Christian in Hollywood. But did they repent? Did they acknowledge their wrong? Did they acknowledge the willingness to confess it before God? Did they they acknowledge the willingness to abandon it? Did Did they... Acknowledge the willingness to make restitution. That's true repentance, if you want to know. You can ask for forgiveness from somebody and keep living the same way, and you really haven't repented. Repentance is like you're going 180 degrees contrary to God and you come to yourself and you get it right before God and then you turn around and say, God, with your help, I'm going to clear myself of this matter. I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to be who I am in you and I'm going to let the fruit of the Spirit be developed in me. There's coming a day that I'll be fully clear of that matter and I might even have a ministry about that now. Do you ever remember 180-degree moments? Please say yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He was concerned about salvation without regeneration. In other words, he predicted we would see increasing numbers of people claiming to have salvation, yet they haven't become born again, born from above, children of God. We're regened when we receive Jesus in our spirit. He said he saw a day coming where there would be Christianity without Christ. Pseudo-Christians characterized as those who are denying the master who bought them. So the foundation of our message must, must, must always be the centrality of the person of Jesus Christ. And then finally, verse verse 6. Number 6, listen now. He said there's coming a day that there will be religion without the Holy Spirit. Religious conformity is different than genuine conversion brought by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Then we don't leave Jerusalem or wherever we are to enter into the world or or, or in our assignment, wherever we are, without His power. 2 Timothy 3, 5 says... That in the last days, we will face an epidemic of those having a form of godliness, but denying the power of God. Jude 18 and 19 says, in the last days, there will be an increase of those who are devoid of the spirit. All right, let's have a moment. Thank you, God, for speaking to our heart today, right? You know, God, I believe, is restoring in my life, and our life, in this church, and I believe in the body of Christ at large, a greater sense, and a renewal of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't want to do anything. You know, I think about my wife. I would never purposely do anything to ever hurt her heart anytime. time. And the same is with God that much more. Charles Spurgeon said, without the Spirit we can do nothing. We are ships without the wind. We are branches without sap, like coals without fire. We're useless. Boy, some strong words there. Another quote was, if you have the Word without the Holy Spirit, you're going to dry up. But if you have the Holy Spirit without the Word, you're going to blow up. But if you have both the Word and the Holy Spirit, you're going to grow up to your full potential, fulfilling your purpose. All of us face things in life beyond us naturally. But not beyond God who's on the inside of me, the greater one. Dad Hagen always said, Man, we need to develop a more clear conscience and awareness of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. Greater is He that's in us than anything we might face before us. Zechariah 4, 6 says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That might be a little bit unclear, but the translation, one translation says, it's not by the power of an army, but it's by my spirit that the battle is going to be won. As we grow in God, we might think we lack something or development or growth, but the greater ones on the inside of us. God refill me with the Holy Spirit. God, God, heighten our awareness of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, "It's more profitable that I go away." Can you see it? God helped His people in the Old Testament. How much more will he help us today? See, because in the Old Testament, with God's help, David defeated Goliath, something way beyond him naturally, but God. Daniel overcame the lion's den. Can you imagine being in a lion's den with real lions? But but God was proving a point through Daniel. You know, you don't want to you don't want to climb up over that wall at the zoo. God did not tell you to do that. But for Daniel's witness, he was thrown in the the, the lion's den. I believe it says that he just sort of leaned up against one and fell asleep. Shoot. I'd probably be in the corner like... (laughs) No, that's not a... Okay. So, but Daniel overcame the lions. Then God helped him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego—they they, they survived the f- fiery furnace because there was a fourth man in the fire. There's a fourth man trying to get in your fire. He, he's only inside of you. Rather than back then, he was in the fire. You know, that was one place at one time where the presence of God was and God manifests himself in different unique ways. But we have come into a day that God lives in us, with us. He's for us. He's going to help us. He's going to walk alongside us. He's walking in us. He's he's not our guest anymore. He's not one spot anymore. He's only inside of you. And he's amongst us as we assemble. You know, Deborah fulfilled the will of God throughout her demanding life. Deborah was so gifted. She was so talented. Uh, She seemed to be able to do everything that was in her hand with with great grace. I mean, she was a great leader, a a judge, a prophetess, a wife, a mother. Come on, anybody here saying, Lord, that sounds like my life. Well, you know, it doesn't sound like my life. It might sound like your life if you're a a woman. But anyway, and, and, and then she She also courageously led her people into battle with God's help. Oh, Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Zachariah and Elizabeth trusted God. Listen now. Zachariah and Elizabeth trusted God. Say it with me. Zachariah and Elizabeth trusted God even when a desire was being unfulfilled at that moment. took faith for them to continue serving God despite what hadn't happened in their life yet, and they didn't quite understand, but they still trusted God, and they still served God, and they, they, they did it in spite of their understanding. You ever have something you're believing God for, and you say, God, I don't, I don't quite understand this. I, I don't get it, but we still serve God. But because in those moments, our feelings are saying, you don't have it, you'll never get it. Your mind's trying to be bombarded with the enemy. He's saying, you'll never get it. That, that's no way. It's never going to happen. Took faith for them to continue to serve God despite what hadn't happened. And one day, as they stayed faithful... One day as they stayed faithful, Zachariah was ministering to God in prayer, and an angel of God appeared to him with good news. He said, "Zachariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son because you didn't back off me. You believed in spite of me, in spite of what was happening, or in spite of what wasn't happened. He said, your day has come. Manifestation has come because you kept believing in me, and you knew I was working on it. They could have given up on God but decided to keep serving their faithful God who was watching over his word to perform it. My wife ministered a wonderful message and I want her to bring it on Sunday morning where it is such a great word. She said, in the waiting, we may feel the pressure, the doubts, the questions, yet in the waiting, God is working on it. Our faith is very much active as we continue standing on the word of God, continue to have faith in God, and you will receive what God promised you. It shall come to pass. God's working on our situation right now. Stop hanging around people that, 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 that sort of saying, you, you look terrible, man. That's never going to happen. No, no, no. You want to come alongside a great community like ours, get in a small group. Get on a service team because you know what? You can go through, through things together and maybe you standing alone not isolated, that'll take you out. But if you come amongst God's people, a threefold cord is not easily destroyed. And one could put a thousand to flight and two could put 10,000 to flight. You stay with your company. Because you're going out in the same world, but you're going out empowered. Psalm 27, 13 says, what, what would I have become had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait, hope for, Expect the Lord. Are you expecting Him to bring it to pass? Are you expecting because you believe you have received? When you receive the promise of God, it's like becoming pregnant with a word that becomes flesh. In other words, when you're pregnant, ladies, when you're pregnant, you know that things come to pass. It's developing in the unseen realm. It's developing, but delivery day is coming. Manifestation's coming. You might not know when, you're just expecting it to come because you believe you received when you prayed. Man, where would I be? What would I become had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait and hope for, expect the Lord, expect the Lord, expect the Lord, expect it to happen, expect it to happen. Be brave, be of good courage. Let your heart be stout, let your heart be enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Well, God helped Zachariah and Elizabeth walk in faith and patience so they could inherit the promise of God. Boy, there's a big word we're probably going to have to explore this year, and I'm, I'm going to sneak it up on you, because if I said, listen, we're going to do a great series on patience, I wonder how the attendance would go down. <laughs> Not through faith and patience, we inherit the promise to God. We, we, we believe we receive when we pray. And then there's a force of patience to help us act the same way every day. It's a force. It's a fruit. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. We honor your word today. We praise you. Oh, right now in this presence right now, I thank you, God, for a greater awareness that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells on the inside of us if we know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for bringing us into that second act of grace and stirring all of us up who have already been filled with the Holy Spirit to realize how powerful that is just to think about when i was in he- when i was in heaven yeah when when i when 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 i was sitting at home just meditating you know if god lives in me it's sort of like me and him at the table, kitchen table, talking, and, and he's in me, and, 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 and he's for me, and he counsels me by the Spirit of God. And Jesus does live on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus and the Father does live on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Father needs to say to you, he'll say it through the Holy Spirit. Whatever Jesus says to you, he'll say it through the Holy Spirit, and it will, it will exactly line up with the Word of God, exactly. Thank you for this awareness, Father. Every so head is bowed, every eyes closed right now. I know, Father, because I've asked you, I asked you to draw anyone who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I thank you today you're drawing them through your word and your spirit. I'm getting ready to pray a prayer of salvation. There's no one looking around. This is your day. This is your day. The word is very uh, 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 clear on, listen, today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off one more day. It's a dangerous world out there. God wants you to be covered by him. Say, Pastor Coyne, you know, when you pray this prayer of salvation, will you include me in that prayer? I will. Lift up your hand if that's you. You've got to act on that faith that, that is drawing you to Jesus right now. Uh, don't put it off. Don't become more callous each time you hear it. Never, never get tired of me talking about being saved and how you get saved and how you get filled and how you all the different things in Christ. So pray this out loud with me. That's all pray it. Say, God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died on the cross for all my sin. And I believe on the third day you raised him from the dead. I know you're alive, Jesus. I repent from my old ways. I'm turning around to you, Jesus, because I need you. Now I ask you to come into my heart, come into my spirit. I receive as my Savior. I confess you as Lord in Jesus' name. And all of us again, we did this last week, but all of us again, we rededicate, we, we reconsecrate to these truths to become that much more Salty and that much more of a brighter light. Lead us to those closest to eternity this week. We will dedicate our self to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If this message was a blessing to you, make sure to share with your friends and leave a review. For more information about who we are and where we're located, check out our website at harvest-triod.com.